Corpses, all you boils and ghouls and corpses crew. We just got done with our gun shootout battle. Mm-hmm. It was quite fun. It was I, fun. I recommend. I'm going to look like I have a giant hickey on my neck tomorrow, though. <laughs> I recommend. And nobody it. will believe me when I'm like, no, it was just from a Nerf gun. Anyone that needs some entertainment in their household, go get Nerf guns and just go Or if it. you're like arguing because we were not agreeing on something and then Marcus got the Nerf guns out and then we forgot about what we were it not agreeing on. It quickly turns a violent <laughs> argument that's going to escalate into domestic violence into oh. a kid's game. I was about to bash your face with a frying pan. Well, this episode is brought to you by Nerf. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, I'm trying to segue into something that we uh, ran into at the on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. That's why we didn't have our Patreon episode up and ready. Uh, pretty much. Because, because we ended up dealing with law enforcement and a whole weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we had basically... Uh, there's a Mexican restaurant not too far from where we live. Mm-hmm. And so we decided in all our wisdom that we were going to be healthy to go eat shittily. <laughs> Mine wasn't that bad. Mine was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was full of cheese and all sorts of things. I wish mine had been worse for me. I got I got the number one combo plate and it was just full of everything to give you a heart attack and <laughs> high cholesterol and whatever. But So we show up, we eat our food and... Um, Instead of walking back the traditional way, I decided let's let's walk around. Let's walk the long the way. long way, and we it's only longer by like ten minutes, uh, maybe. Yeah, about that. But a little. But extra this turned exercise. out to be way longer than ten minutes because all of a sudden we were involved in a, a, in a very peculiar situation. We um we're walking down this road. It's pitch, not pitch black. It's but the, pretty dang dark. The, the area these people were in was pitch black. Yes, it there used was to no be lights. a, uh, um, like a decrepit building, office building that was falling apart and they demolished it. Mm-hmm. And so it's nothing. There's no lights, no nothing. And we, the, we, we hear some yelling. And at first we kind of looked at each other and we're like, what? I don't, did you hear that? Uh, I, you know, and then we hear more and then we see off in the distance Some against shadowy this. figures. Yeah. There's like a fence with slats in it. So it's a chain yeah, link fence so with we were slats. Able to see so their you silhouettes. can see the lighting from this medical clinic that sits on the other side, lighting these two silhouettes, two people and creating silhouettes, um, but screaming and yelling at each other. And I decide, uh, let's walk the other way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't. Don't want to go deal with that. Let's go the Don't other Don't want to walk past it. So we turn around and we get no more than maybe four to five steps away. And all of a sudden we hear, he's killing me. Or no, something along those lines. screaming, help me. I can't remember. She told me that he was choking her when I ran over to her. But it was like a blood curdling scream. Yeah. She started shrieking. I immediately grabbed my phone. That is on 1%. <laughs> It's no literally 1% battery life, and I dial 911, and we're both sitting there at the time away from the individuals, but uh, we can still hear them going at it, screaming, yelling, and I'm like, I get on the phone, and usually I'm a calm person, especially in like uh, situations like these. Tense situations? But I wasn't calm at this time because I was like, I only have 1%. Oh my There's God. all my information and figure it out. <laughs> Jeez, that was odd. <laughs> That's what you were like. I was demonstrating. Pretty much. I was like, uh, I got 1% left. I don't even know where I'm at. I'm like rambling on and on mm-hmm. and on. Um, luckily, my phone doesn't die. It, crazy enough, 1%, it doesn't die. And I'm on the phone with them for about, I'd say, three minutes, two yeah. and a half, three minutes. And this time, Lacey's like, she's upset me. 
Because she runs towards the action. My fight or flight response activated. I had been in like super severe back pain like all day. Um, and even on this walk, I was like, ooh, it hurts. And all of a sudden, like all the adrenaline came over me and I was in no pain. I was like, I can go fast and I'm going to get into this fight and I'm going to help this girl. And I was like running over there. And, and yeah, I seen you two kind of embrace each other. Yeah, and she I'm, fell to the ground, and I gave her a hug. I didn't know what else to do. And I'm still standing back like, dude, don't do that. That's how you get killed. Do um, you want to die? That's how you die. I didn't yell that at no. you. I think <laughs> later I talked to you about that. Like, later you were don't like, get involved there, if so. you ever do that again, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, but the male figure, he runs off doesn't run off he casually walks off in the opposite direction i think he sees me because i'm in a well-lit area on the phone well and, and he sees you. that she's not alone anymore mm-hmm. and i think he was like yeah i think that's a big uh a big issue for people who like to exert power over significant others as, l- as long as they can get that significant other alone mm-hmm. once there's other people there that might change the change their attitude but that being said don't don't do what Lacey did follow your gut no that'll (laughs) get you killed follow your brain think um luckily the police showed up and they the female individual had actually taken off as well after she realized we were on the front of the cops. She did not want the police officers or school. Didn't she say something uh, along the lines of, my boyfriend doesn't like pigs? Yeah. And I wanted to be like, well... She said, he'll kill me. My boyfriend doesn't like the pigs. It's a good thing we didn't call the pig department and we called the police department. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's PD, not PIG. Yeah. They showed up and... We I don't we don't know if it got resolved, but I have a feeling that she like she probably didn't press charges. Yeah. So nothing will happen. You had to fill out a witness statement mm-hmm. and things, but I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure these two individuals because when I talked with that one female cop, she was like, "Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about." So it's probably something that happens quite often, which is sad. So uh, before we get into this episode, I kind of want to talk about. Um, I want to kind of segue into another issue, and that is domestic violence and things. Um, you don't have to put up with that. Mm-mm. There are resources out there for you. There are things you can do state by state by state. I don't know about other countries, but I know in the United States, there are resources there for you. Don't ever feel trapped as a male or a female in a relationship that's abusive. And you I know Utah specifically has... Um, safe houses that they will place you into and they will put your kids in there with you as well. But you do have to reach out and you have to get the support. I know that it takes an average of seven tries before a woman usually leaves. And I'm sure that goes for men as well. Um, But the statistic is directly for men or for women. Uh, It takes an average of seven tries before she will leave the abusive relationship. I mean, getting really realistic, it's going to be more of a man on woman thing. I but think. it can go both ways yes, for it, sure. Yes, it can. I do recognize that. But I just want people to recognize they don't have to put up with this shit. They don't have to be putting up with violence. You said some weird thing to me like after that. Like, oh, thanks for not being a piece of shit. And I, well, I, I just kept thinking. Like, I didn't know how to word it. But I was like, I'm so grateful that of all the weird shit I had in my own childhood and the weird shit we all have... Um, Because nobody makes it out unscathed. Okay. Very true. Um, I'm grateful that I at least had that foundation to not be treated like that by someone. And I'm glad that I have the sensibility to find a partner that will treat me right. And that you're not a piece of shit. If you were to call 911 on us because you heard screaming coming from our house... The cops would show up and there would be nerf bullets all over the place. And if Bear thought that you were actually going to hurt me, he would probably fuck you up because he didn't even like you, like us playing with nerf guns. He still looks mad at me. I, I He's shot. He's like sitting with me defending me still. So while we're in this like shooting battle, 
bear starts barking at me. So I shot him a couple times every, and he was getting pissed. And every time he barks at Marcus, he like barks at Marcus and then he looks up at me and like, <laughs> did I do what I needed to do, mama? And I great. was like, that's fine, buddy. Good job. And then he would bark again and then jump up and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but be, uh, two lessons real quick. And then the other two hide behind me. <laughs> Don't insert yourself in domestic violence situations either because you can get killed. Okay? I know you can. I just, I felt like I had to do something. I get it. but Was it a good choice? Probably not. But it, did I feel good at the end of the day that I helped at least a little bit? At the end of the day, you got to think about the number one. Uno, number one, man. I know. Um, but number two lesson. Think about your dogs. Well, that's that's like a given all the time. <laughs> um, is there are resources there for you? I thought number two lesson was find a partner that you can nerf gun with instead of yeah. throw each other to the ground. Yeah, but I mean, I think people are attracted to individuals on ways of uh, not being nerf guns. Like, I, I don't mm. know. A lot of the time, I think women themselves get attracted to bad boy types maybe i do think you are correct um and For then sure. when it comes out bad boy types are probably not the best types to be involved with vice versa um yeah either way um i think uh when you look at it everyone is kind of attracted to that I think you're a bad boy. Yeah, or a bad girl, but in the <laughs> end, find yourself a little Daisy because <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> I I think that um, daisies are pretty tough. Find yourself a petunia. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty delicate flowers. <laughs> but yeah, that that was our week. That's that's why we couldn't bring you a Patreon episode. And I know we keep making excuses, but you will get one this week. I swear to and God, we unless are the planning house burns it down. Now we are it's watching a movie tonight. Um, recording tomorrow, we will probably do no, several. Recording Tuesday tomorrow, we got a Grizzlies game. I thought it was Monday for a second. <laughs> no, Thank God, it's we, not. It's Sunday. We usually record these on Monday and release Tuesday, mm -hmm. but we're we were preemptively we're getting this done, so you will get a Patreon episode this week. And a short Multiple. little commercial. Get over to Patreon and give us a support. Heck yeah. Just search Habeas Corpses and you'll get all our bonus episodes. And I promise you, they're coming. There's tons of them on there. Oh already. yeah, there's so many episodes on there we're right just, now. We're just short last week mm -hmm. so two weeks actually two weeks so we'll We're probably bring behind. you two and an extra probably very true but anyways that being an extra bonus episode yes <laughs> uh, well no not an extra it's like a, an ode bonus episode but it is being planned and we were gonna do it until we had this weird crazy it was happen. so insane you know what was worse about it hmm the whole situation is so we backtracked okay but there's a canal road that runs through oh, our yeah. neighborhood and we literally ran into the perpetrator on the on other end of the, the canal i swear we did i'm pretty sure that was him because he was like trying to like not make eye contact oh yeah he was man. very he was like i need to get out of here and a lot of the times when I see people walk down the canal road, I'm like, you're up to no good anyway, because it's not lit. Like, if it's at night, mm -hmm. uh, it's not lit. And yeah. Um, but that guy was like, I'm pretty sure you're the dude. Pretty I was sure. pretty sure, too. And I was pretty sure. And I we like were about to shit my pants. We were joking about it. Yeah. We were I like, was what telling if we you. see him? And then all of a sudden, there was a guy behind us from that the grocery store that scared you. And he was like, did I just make you poop your pants? And he's all just fucking with you. <laughs> and like but ran off. Then once we got to the <laughs> canal road entrance, we literally like. There he was. No kidding. Ran into this guy. And he kept his head down pretty much like. But I thought he was going to like. What the fuck? And I was like, here we go. Yeah. But he too. kept he kept going to the other side of the, like, continuing the, to the canal. To the road, and then he went up the opposite way, yeah. So, um, one other bit of news, real quick, is, doesn't involve us greatly, but the Toy Fair is going on in New York. Mm. 
Hmm. And I'm totally like. He's been pretty sad. He's been like watching the videos every morning. Me? Yeah. I'm not sad at all. You seemed like bummed that we weren't there. I am bummed that we're not there. But then at the same time, I think about it. And this is one of the conventions where you don't get to buy anything. So I'm not too bummed. And you would want to buy yeah, everything. Purchase, purchase, purchase. And this is just I'll a, take one of those. This is just a I'll showcase of, of what's coming out. But, um, man, action figures are getting so cool. <laughs> they <laughs> are. They're just like downright awesome. Um, Trick or Treat Studios put out a one-sixth inch line, I believe. Yeah, one-sixth scale. Michael Myers in uh, 78. Number four, five, and 2018, and Terrifier, which is really cool. And now NECA put out a bunch of cool stuff. There's so much cool stuff. that I'm just going to leave it at that. Go check it out. Boom. Bang. There we go. Now Boom, let's get bang, into this. Spend your bucks. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to literally take 500 bucks from me on Maybe only figure. 400. Your birthday's coming up. You never well, know. Well, they haven't released those yet, so. I, if you never know what you'll be getting. But, um... Let's get into a uh, an individual that I figured out about. I have known about this individual for quite a while. And this is so odd. Here's, here's what I knew about them. Their famous photo, the notorious image of them, and their name. <laughs> so what, what I know of the individual, um, and in fact on Friday, I for some reason found myself reading about him. And then Saturday, I find myself finishing a four-part series <laughs> through Netflix. While I slept on the while couch. While you slept all night. I literally probably stayed up till 2, Remember how in the morning? we said we weren't staying up till 2 in the morning And again? here I am doing it again. I'm like, oh my God, this is I, interesting. I did not. I, I stayed true to my heart and I slept the sleep I needed. <laughs> yeah, you slept, but you've watched two of the four. Yes, I have caught up halfway, and I will probably finish the rest tomorrow. Like, probably right. while I'm, like, at work and, like, on my way to work and on my lunch break and stuff. And the story's so massive, we're doing this in a two-part episode. Um, part one, we're going to talk more about the beginnings. Mm -hmm. And part two, we'll talk about the end, obviously. Um, but it's the Unabomber. Yes. Or officially known as Ted... Krasinski. Krasinski. Ted Krasinski. Is it a Polish name? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't do any real uh, research on his I think it's Polish. background in I love those names. that sense. But the Unabomber. I didn't know a lot about him. And now the more I'm researching him, he is so interesting. Um, Had he used his powers for good, not evil, we would all admire him. I think. I don't think all, but I think a, a wide audience out there would have. Because he's got some very extremist views right now. And probably on the second episode, I'm going to kind of go over this. I've been reading his manifesto. Mm -hmm. It's 35,000 words, I believe, that he got published. Um, and it's very interesting. It's very motivated, not in a political sense, but philosophy. And mm -hmm. it's, I'm not going to say I agree agree or disagree with it but it's definitely intriguing thought provoking things like that but um makes you want to go watch naked ladies from yeah. your shack shack in the woods no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but ted ted i don't want to i'm so bad with names krasinski you i'll say ted you say krasinski ted krasinski ted krasinski ted krasinski ted ted <laughs> Ted Krasinski. Ted Krasinski. Do, 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 do. <laughs> we could make a song out of it, um, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call him Ted. I'm not calling his last name, dude. I can't do it. Teddy K. Um, but basically, this individual only killed three people. Mm -hmm. He maimed and caused disastrous. Uh, Fallout for Lifelong many effects. others. Um, How many others? I think it was forty-three, but that seems ridiculously high. A, there are a lot. I got the. Uh, hang on, I got to scroll to it. I can't remember if it was twenty-three or forty-three. I'll give it a double check. Okay, Goog. you give it a Goog. 
Um, but there are a lot. Um, so he, he, he maimed a lot of individuals. He killed three. And he caused the biggest, most expansive and expensive investigation by the FBI to date. Mm-hmm. I believe the figure was $50 million. I think so. Oh, 23 injuries. For some reason, I was thinking 43. 23 injuries and three deaths? Three deaths, 23 injuries, and 16 bombs. He literally has... He he he, he wreaked havoc Between across the United States. 1978 and 1995. Think about that time period. That's huge. He... So... Before we get into his crimes, um, I want to kind of talk about the upbringing of uh, Ted or Theodore John Kronansky. Krasinski! Uh, Krasinski. He was born on May 22nd, 1942. Um, he's still alive. He didn't get the death penalty. He's, God, he's uh, 77 now. But he's... His uh, his lifestyle and his bringing up is kind of that of a traditional American lifestyle. He has a brother, a younger brother, and he's living a life of absolute like intelligence as well. And that seems to be why he committed these crimes. It sounded like overall he had a really good, healthy childhood. Yeah, there's only there's two instances in his early child, one in his early childhood, and one in his, uh, I would say, yeah, like late adolescence, early adulthood, yeah. that people point to as a creation of what he becomes. So yeah. when he was in an early adolescence, I believe he came down with the measles, right? It was I, all I heard on the episode was some virus. It was a virus of sorts. I believe it was the it measles. It might have been the measles. Um, I was also crafting. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I made a wreath and some jewelry today. Uh, severe hives forced him into hospitalization. Because he had a ridiculous fever. Isolation. Um, for like several days. Early on in his life. And so people point to that as like being a precursor. Well, and his mom said... I can't remember if it was in the first or second episode, but his brother is recounting a memory with um, his mom and discussing how his mom says, I want to tell you something about your brother when you're wondering why he is the way he is. You know, before the incident in the hospital, he was healthy and happy and wonderful. And they didn't get to spend a lot of time with him while he was there. So he um, had abandonment issues from that that left that that scarred him for the rest of his life feeling like he was abandoned as a toddler at the hospital and like when they brought him home which of course they wanted to be with him but they weren't allowed back there he was like quarantined they didn't know at first what was wrong oh yeah especially in that era Mm -hmm. yeah and um so he's had these severe abandonment issues and his mom's like there, you know, the eye contact was gone. The smiling was gone. He was a different child when we brought him back. And so I think that um, coupled with his like severe, not almost, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use the word severe, severe intelligence, which caused like him to be somewhat antisocial and struggle a little bit because I think when you're that smart, you push away relationships or you don't know how to have them because you're so focused on information and and facts and you're not focused on building relationships. I totally agree now. So just not getting totally into his manifesto, Mm -hmm. but he does talk about the over-socialization of... um, not only America, but the world nowadays. Mm-hmm. He thinks we're over-socialized. So that I do agree with. Um, and then there's a sec like, so he's growing up. Um, his brother admits that he didn't have a lot of friends at the time, but he always looked up to Ted. Mm-hmm. He always was like, Ted tutored me. Because Ted was gifted in intelligence like no other. He was exceptional in math. And he was a really deep thinker. And was very interested in like, I would say probably, he probably would have gone into like sociology. 
He did. Did he? He, he does study. I don't uh, think I've gotten. He does study sociology at a point, um, but his major thing is mathematics. Yeah. He's huge in uh, mathematics. And in fact, in the sixth grade, he um, tests in an IQ score and gets 167. 167 is, is on that an why IQ he score. skips a grade? He does. He does skip a grade, but that I think comes to bite him in the butt in the long run because he, he skips a grade and the... He misses a year of important developmental... Yes, and the older kids don't like that, mm-hmm. right? But just to kind of like get into the IQ score real quick, 167 is... I think average is... um. Like hundreds, yeah, like low hundred or like 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 hundred to one fifteen. I think is pretty average. I think when you get down to eighty, you're kind of like ooh, eighty mm-hmm. and below. So when yeah. you when you look at one sixty seven, that's comparative to that of Stephen Hawking's and Albert Einstein. That's wild. That's in that range of. I'm like that's where his brain is comparison. operating at. So he is obviously someone of a high intelligence and smarter than the people testing him. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. So he skips a grade. He's also ostracized for skipping a grade. His classmates at that time do not like that this little this I wouldn't say little but you know when you're in he's those grades you we don't yeah and you don't associate and a year can make a massive difference in maturity as well 100%. especially in that age i i i think anywhere between 6th to 10th grade is a year is massive in maturity and I, I mean it continues on but those i think are pretty big and so for you to jump from like 6th to 7th grade in one year like those kids aren't gonna like you. You're you're gonna feel ostracized. You will be ostracized, and not only that, but that's going to cause severe social delays with you. Like if you and I'm, if you're already that smart, that young, you're probably already kind of socially awkward, and then that just makes it worse. And then he already had those abandonment issues going on. Of course, he's gonna be fucked up the older he gets. Yeah, and he's he he he's aging. Um, his intelligence. And the understanding of the world's coming into place for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but also his knowing of his awkwardness is coming into place as well. Mm. Um, he's starting, it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, he's starting. <laughs> for to, little, little Ted Kaczynski. Little mini Unabomber before he was the Unabomber. Yeah, because he's. And so he, he goes into Harvard at a very young mm-hmm. age. But before we get there, you see... Um, they, when his brother talks, what's his brother's name? Um, David. David. Mm -hmm. David talks of him as being a very good brother, a very warm warm and and well-versed person. Love to teach him about the world and have deep conversations with him. But his mother also, uh, puts that down too, as you had noted earlier, that don't abandon Ted. That's what you know, he, fears he loves the most. you. He has this wonderful relationship with you. Yeah, definitely don't abandon. And his brother never does. No. That's one he, very strong person. Up until the end, and when we get there on the second episode. I guess I'm not two, three, and four, so I don't know what happens with his brother then. He, but to the point that I'm at, he hasn't abandoned him. He never abandons oh, him. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, he goes, you know, um, he finishes high school and everything, and he's going to now Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I think a key, another pivotal key moment in his creation mm-hmm. comes about. He's entered into, he enters himself into these experiments. Because he's very studies. interested in, if you're interested in sociology... You're going to be interested in how people's brains work. And so he subjects himself to learning how people's brains work, unfortunately. Yeah, so I'm not saying his last name because I fuck it up. Um, Teddy K. TK eventually uh, attributed his hostility towards mind control techniques uh, that he participated in Murray's study. Murray was a well-known... Um, 
psychologist who worked for the OSS. Which later becomes the CIA. Yes. Becomes a CIA. I believe the OSS stands for Operational Special Services, something like that. Um, but they basically start these experiments. And this is when he's in Harvard. And he's in Harvard at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I believe he's in Harvard almost around the age of 16 to 17 I think he was old. 17. And I don't think people always go directly to Harvard from high school either. I don't think that's even possible anymore. But in that time period, it is, right? And so... I think you can, but you got to be really fucking smart. Like an IQ of 167? Yeah. Um, but imagine being in Harvard with now your peers who you're much younger than Mm -hmm. but much smarter than you're going to get a bunch of bullying and stuff going on there which he did i believe uh but he he joins these uh he joins this study um we've all been well we haven't all been there but i've done a uh two two studies have you ever done a study no university most people have not We've all been there. We've all had studies at the university. I guess I, I, I guess I, I'm raising my hand in front of Lacey. I'm like, I sign up for them because they give you money. If they would offer them to me, I would do. They're like, something's weird about this guy. Me? Mm-hmm. My oh, they're like, well, we need to study him. The two studies I've done <laughs> with the university did not even. I'm equal totally to kidding. He's going through mine were like driving a bus for four hours <laughs> in a simulator, and it was disgusting. I wanted to throw up. And the other one, yeah, was, you were like in such a bad mood when you got home that day because uh, you felt so sick. It was terrible. So I can only imagine what Ted goes through because I imagine I I know what I went through, mm-hmm. and it was it was not pleasant. At and all. you weren't being tortured. <laughs> no, essentially, no, not at all. Um, and he, he wasn't either, mm. not physically. Well, the mental torture mental is just torture as bad. That he provides you some good PTSD. And we'll go through this more on part two of this episode. Yeah, because they don't really talk about it a whole lot. In the no, they do on the flip side. Three though. and four. He goes through an experimental phase that we will talk more on that uh, kind of shapes him a little bit according to some people and other people is totally no, it doesn't do anything. Um, but it's basically on interrogation tactics and breaking someone down, uh, Mm -hmm. through mind control. And also at this time, he, uh, notably starts to look into becoming a female. Yeah, because he's so, and it's not necessarily because he wants to be a woman. It's not that. He wants to touch a woman. A woman. And he feels like he can't be with one because his one experience with a woman, he was immediately rejected. Well, he has two. The only experience I've heard about up to this point in the documentary is with one woman and he's been rejected. And um, so he's like, well, I really want to be with a woman. The only way I'm going to be with one is I'm going to, I have, I have to become one. Right. Uh, you're, you're spot on with it. It's basically, they don't say anything of the fact that he actually feels gender dysphoria or anything like that in that essence. And he quickly like recants because he goes to um, a planned uh, meeting with a psychologist to start this process. And then he leaves. He doesn't even make it into the appointment while he's sitting there. He's like, I want to kill this person. And then he's like, Ooh, that turns me on more than being a woman. And he leaves. Yeah, uh, it's true. And then, um, so shortly thereafter, uh, Kroninsky enrolled in the University of Michigan, where he earned his master's and doctoral degrees in mathematics in 1964 and 1967. He's also, at that time, uh, he starts working for, I think he applies for the University of California, Berkeley, and yes. the University of Chicago, right? I do believe so, but I think he only works at... It's Michigan. California. Oh, it's nope. Michigan. He goes back to Michigan because they offer him uh, not only to study there, but they they pay him the equivalent of today nineteen thousand three hundred forty three dollars a year, and a teaching post. That's not very much. So, nineteen thousand. 
a year. That's not very much. No, it's not much. But think about this. He's studying for free, too. So he's getting free tuition. Okay. Free housing and board. And he's getting paid a a subsidy, right? Okay. Never mind. It's not like. So it's room and board. He's also getting free education. Yes. Yes. To to finish his doctorate. That's a damn good deal. Never mind. Michigan. Um, And that's he only he doesn't last long there it's like two years and then he abruptly quits and heads out and where ted heads is montana he quickly gets this uh not ted heads ted heads (laughs) to montana um Lincoln, Montana is where his little shack is. I actually only know that because I looked him up a few minutes ago, like for other facts, because I didn't know that that's where he was. I don't know why I didn't pay attention to that information in the documentary. Probably because I was crafting also. And so I was like, oh, Montana. No, he he heads to Montana. Lincoln, Montana. Lincoln was born? No. Oh. I don't believe so. I don't have that historical. No, he's on the other side of the country. Never mind. (laughs) He's like towards Indiana. Illinois. Illinois, the land of Lincoln. Yeah. Duh. Stupid. <laughs> Where your sister lives. Yeah, because when you travel for when you go. If your sister's listening to this right now, I hope she like smacks you. <laughs> she would, because when we were when she picked me up from the airport last time I visited, um, as we were crossing over the state line, a little like. I don't know, this little emoji guy of Lincoln, like cute cartoon guy, popped in it and it was like, Welcome to the land of Lincoln. And it was weird. <laughs> he basically, but basically, he shows up in Montana and starts this whole new life. He goes from the, uh, I don't even know what to say, um, the well rounded, educated individual who's now teaching mathematics. And very well dressed, very well groomed, to the complete opposite. Off the grid, mountain man living in a shack. A shack with no power. Mm-hmm. No running no water. No running water. Basically, if you guys have ever seen that show, uh, the Alaskan Wilderness or whatever that's called, it's on like Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. He's doing that, but to the fifth extreme. Like he's going farther than that. That was, uh, you the know, that weird heat. boyfriend that I had in high school, my senior year of high school. Uh-huh. That's what how he wanted to live. It's a very attractive lifestyle. Don't get me wrong. When he wanted to, like, shoot people that came onto his property. Well, <laughs> so did Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, not dead. Ted. Sounded like he said, so did Dad. Well, Ted, Ted's not dead, so I wouldn't <laughs> say dead. But maybe, I don't know. Um, but... Basically, Ted ends up out here in Montana, and he gets the most primitive cabin going. Like we said, no electricity, no heat, Mm -hmm. as in the form of like a gas line going in, and no water. He does have a stove that creates heat for him. I guess it's only creepy that he's living this way because I know that he does creepy things while he lives this way. Well, so his goal is like to become self-sufficient. People. I don't think his watching people is very creepy, though. I think that was just a standard thing. I think it was creepy. Now nah, we all watch people, man. I don't watch them hot tub together. You're not also alone in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Uh, just saying. I do know what part you're talking about in the documentary, right? Okay. Yeah, he's like... He regularly watches his neighbors like hot tubbing together, and when they find out, they were they felt so violated. You're such a piece of shit. What? <laughs> okay. Don't Lace, tell the story Lace's, you're about to tell. Lacey's lying. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. She literally is. What like, time? I, what I, time? <laughs> she's like, I don't watch people <laughs> hot tub. But there's this time, and I have binoculars in my car what because time? I do a lot of birding. I thought she was crying. <laughs> and bir- birding means, like, I go out and I look for birds and I take photos of them. I have tons of them. Um, we're sitting in a light that's a very long light, and Lacey grabs my binoculars. I thought the girl was crying. And literally stares into someone's windows, you fucking freaks. <laughs> I don't blame him. You, you were like looking, you're like, I don't think she's crying now. And I was like, yeah, you're being creepy. Put those down. 
Yeah. Kate, but I don't like. That, I wasn't you doing it to up. get off. All he he seemed kind of like. Who knows what he was doing? Maybe he was just checking the pH in the water. From, like a yard away. I don't know, but you can't say that you don't do that because you have. One time. <laughs> you voyeur. That's what they call them, right? Voyeurism. I wasn't doing it to like <laughs> flick my bean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he also like wrote about how he wanted to kill the little bitch next door that was a three-year-old he does so he's <laughs> oh. he's, he's been very self-sufficient in the land of montana which is what's the population of montana currently I'll give it a do a per capita in montana that's it's still probably pretty low and in at this time he's living there he starts living there in 1971 um in lincoln montana where he can live a simple life but he's got a grudge. He's got a big grudge because he doesn't like technology. He doesn't like the advances. He thinks it's going to bring down humanity, pretty much. Montana has almost 100,000 people in it. Um, no way, dude. Mm-hmm. That's it? Mm-hmm. 989,000 415. In Montana, in the state itself. Yeah. There are more people living in Salt Lake County. I thought you were like, well, that's a lot. No, that's so small. In Montana, there are seven people per every square mile. That's insane. That's actually a 9.7% increase from 2010. That's insane. <laughs> so in 71, it Oh, was... excuse me. From 2000. Um, this was the census in 2010. Well, so I will just, be interested to know after this They're barely year. starting the census again. Cause they do, well, they, they don't do the think... It, obviously, if it was only 9%, like, it doesn't go up that much. <laughs> There's probably 100,000 people that live there now. Jesus Christ. I've never been to Montana. I want to go. I would love to go to Montana. I have a friend that lives up there. Uh, her name's Kenzie, and she's always sending me these beautiful landscape photos. Mm-hmm. Just like, and she's always like, you need to come up. All of their beautiful, or their national park. What is that, Glacier National Park? It's up there, yeah. So beautiful. But that being said. I can't believe the nature alone didn't keep him from killing people. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, because he gets mad. I know he does. He gets mad because... He wants to be off the grid, and he still is not off the grid. Yeah. He, he's pissed off at the he, world, man. He, well, he, his cabin is next to a sawmill. Okay, well, he should have bought a different cabin. It was there already. That house was. I, hey, <laughs> I'm not debating. I He agree. should have made better choices. And the sawmill noise obviously pisses him off because he starts to talk about killing individuals. That are involved. The with only that. reason those that family didn't die is because it was too close to home. Uh, very true. He talks about um. Uh, actually, you talk about that because you just recently watched that episode. So, um, there's one time that uh, what's her name? Uh, the neighbor wife. Terry. No, Terry's. No, I can't remember her name now. Anyways, I've, I haven't been like watching it. I've been listening to it. I've been using it like a podcast. <laughs> well, that, that's fine. Um, but basically, so you, you I know a, her husband's name was Butch. Yes. And then the daughter and the um, mm-hmm. and they own a sawmill right next mm-hmm. to his property. Yeah. Not right next to, but within a vicinity and a sawmill is very loud. Fuck yeah, I mean, he, would be. he gets pissed and he talks. You were saying it earlier. He literally has a gun sighted in and aimed on one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, they were walking through the woods and she was seating where um, some horses, the, the logger horses, had like kind of torn up the grass. And uh, so she went to reseed it so that it would come back. And um, her little girl was out there playing in the trees and all of a sudden she felt the hair on the back of her neck stand up and it turned out that ted had a gun on her little girl and um later in the findings of his diaries because ted also writes a lot he writes a lot in code pretty much and he writes a lot in non-code he pretty much writes everything down 
Like, yeah, he, he documents, he almost documents everything. everything. It's a terrible per way to commit crimes is to document everything you do. Well, but I guess it does No, get, hang on. His crimes really aren't documented in a free-flowing way. They're all encrypted. Well, I know that, but still. He uses like a primitive... He a Zodiac uh, killer. He, he uses... Um, what would you call that? A uh, oh, it's like the thing that they'd use when they on computers. It's like a mathematical code. Yeah. That he uses. He uses numbers in place of letters to try and confuse people. They eventually cracked it, but he has a diary of it. But. And like he's really upset. Like one of the things he writes in his code is that he's so upset that um, he hasn't com created a lethal weapon yet. Because the first episode is all about the first four bombs, and no one has died up that up to that point. They've all just been severely injured. That's very true. So let's get into that. His first bomb is on May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy eight. In Illinois. My dad's first birthday. At the Northwestern University. Also it your explodes. mom's explodes. Its victim is Terry Marker, who's a university police officer, mm -hmm. and he is not killed. He suffers minor cuts and burns. Mm -hmm. Then another one later is sent on May 9th, 1979, to the same university. It explodes. John Harris, who's a graduate student, minor cuts and burns. On November 15th, 1979, the Illinois American Flight 44 from Chicago to Washington, D.C., he literally gets it on a plane. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. So I didn't know why he was called the Unabomber. I thought it was because he... Do you want to break that down? He worked on his own. Um, like, he was solo crime committer. So tell um, us why he is named That's the what Unabomber. I'm trying to do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> See this? <Right> <laughs> a big middle finger um uh but it had to do because of the universities and airlines they called him the unabomber yes because it stands for universities and airline and yeah mm -hmm. but they the um they just called it unabomber for short essentially and he creates this altitude meter um, Are you talking about the American Airlines 44? Yeah, it's got a fancier name, but essentially it detects a certain altitude. and um, Barometer. No, it had another name. That's a barometer. It had another name. Okay. It wasn't a barometer. It was something else. Okay. It started with an A also. It was Altimid, alt I don't know. Alt but anyway... Unimportant. Altitude barometer. All, all we need to know is that it detected the altitude. And when it got to a certain altitude, it exploded. And what? Uh, well, no. You I'm, shook your head. With, uh, no, no, I agree. I'm looking at you in surprise because I was about to say something. What? How in the hell at that day and age do you not? I don't know how to make that. <laughs> Marcus, he was smarter than anyone. <laughs> well, he was like Albert Einstein smart. Not that I want to make bombs or even try and make them. They would scare me. <laughs> but right. holy cow, man, that that bomb took place in 1979. The Internet wasn't even around. He's a mathematical genius, he's, babe. But he's doing off. Of course, you can't do it. You're making, not a mathematical genius. Making these things that. Most mathematical Jesus. geniuses probably couldn't have been able to do it. Like, he was above ordinary, above extraordinary. He was really fucking smart. But nobody was, um, uh, I don't think anyone was hurt on that. I think they were able uh, to land no, safely. No, 12 passengers were injured. Wow, I'm really slightly. wrong. But um, nobody died. Everybody was, everybody lived. That's very true. And he goes on. So let's talk about the next one. After the Chicago airline, well, the American Airlines flight, we go to Illinois. Illinois. The S is silent. Whatever. Uh, he targets the president of United Airlines in this one. Doesn't kill him. Uh, then this is when he finally comes to Utah. His first Utah bomb is defused. And it provides oodles evidence. of evidence. Ew. So one of the things that they did, 
it's not you what they did, what the FBI was doing. But they would like look for evidence of like in that one they were looking for hair and DNA and he didn't leave any DNA behind. But as he got smarter, he knew that they would be looking for DNA. This is gross. And he goes into a bus stop restroom, finds a bunch of men's pubic hairs and puts them in his next bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like he does. fucking nasty. And it was like just to throw them off track. Which they should have known. So gross. I I think they did know it. I think. Um, but they still have to like look into it. They have to. They Even do. if they know, they're like, this is fucking bullshit. They've got to. No, it's true. And then he continues in 1982 at the basically more universities. And then we finally come to its first casualty. In California, he ends up killing Hugh Sirton. Which was actually one of his uh, students at UC Berkeley. And he dies. And that's, Berkeley? That's his first casualty. And that's where I want to leave it with the bombings. We'll continue okay. on episode two. Okay. Um, I'll take some good notes. But have that, specifics for y'all. That being said, between that time... The amount of bombings we're talking about, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven bombings before his first actual confirmed kill. He had to, he didn't know what he was doing when he first started. No, and they, they talk about that in the documentary, mm-hmm. anywhere you actually read, is he went from um, a very primitive type of bomb with where he's like doing black, matches. Yeah, matches and um black powder. Yeah, black powder. To uh more chemically I I'll have to look up the exact chemicals and we can talk about that on the next episode cuz that one we'll want to talk about um some of the other bombings anyway. But he starts coming up with chemical po- compounds cuz he can essentially cuz he can't get his hands on dynamite. Yeah, he <laughs> even writes, I wish I knew how to get my yeah. hands on dynamite. And so um, he, he, they start out unsophisticated and go, yeah, but you see that progression yeah. over time, which is, so that's so interesting to me. Cause I, I never really, this sounds terrible. I was never like the Unabomber. He's not interesting. He got caught after like a year and he like had like three bombs go off. Nope. Whoa. Was I wrong? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I was like, he was a shitty criminal, three bombs. And then he was caught like, and yeah, which I mean is still horrible. I'm not like saying like just bombs, okay, but like it just wasn't it didn't feel as um like Have you ever heard that uh It didn't quote sound as violent. Stalin? I don't know if that makes sense. Is it he really was? What quote? So it's kinda like what you're talking about. There's a quote by Stalin. Um and he says one death it's a tragedy mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's a thousand or a million or whatever it's a statistic mm. it's very true i agree um but that being said uh this is a good opening for the second episode i think so everybody goodbye <laughs> <laughs> well, not we're goodbye, gonna go grill some pork chops we, we are gonna get at that um but so plan on the second episode coming out the following tuesday what's yeah, that day what's that day Look it up. but Sorry, i think it, i think it's good dog. to i we've done multiple part episodes before and this like one the ed edwards and this one is one and that we have to do that because there's so much information um um next tuesday will be the third of march so super there tuesday you, there you go super tuesday you will get super ted you know, he's in. he currently resides in the only supermax prison in the federal prison system. He's in like a supermax. I don't blame them. Supermax! Dude, he could probably learn how. If he wasn't in supermax of that, he would probably be sending bombs still to this day. Probably. And stop jumping. Um, he also, scary, kind of a scary stat is he's kind of started a following too. Which we'll get into on the next episode. Yeah, because I don't know much about that yet. You don't figure out through the documentary 
Oh. You figure out in other means. Oh. Means. Memes. Means. Well, um, memes can be educational. <laughs> they very much can. I but, like how you didn't correct how I said educational. <laughs> educational. But that being said, uh, we're at, at about an hour for this episode. We are? That yeah. flew by. Flies by, right? Time flies when you have fun. Netflix is becoming crime flicks, man. Fuck, it's awesome. <laughs> that's all they focus on now, which that's is all fine. anyone cares about. Right They're now, providing yeah, the quality huge. content that um, I desire. And this uh, documentary that we're referring to quite often throughout our episode is called His Own Words. Yes. Do not watch Unabomber Manhunt. It's not the same documentary. <laughs> you can watch that one. You can, but it is not the same. But it's not the same. <laughs> In his own words, is literally... There's um, tapes of him tapes. speaking. And it starts off with the one and only lady that was allowed to interview mm-hmm. him. And um, Manhunt, my understanding, because I started to watch that on accident, is like um, recreated stuff. It's like, like a 30-minute quick No, thing. there's 10 episodes. Oh, really? Yep. I am. I do think I might watch it. It still seems interesting, but it's like um, mostly like recreations. It's not like this one. And I really like the style of documentary that Netflix produces in their original documentaries because they show so many different sides. Yeah, because in this documentary, you get uh, you get family members, you get victims, you get, get doctors, you get law enforcement, um, which I really like. I like and it doesn't push from, you either way. Yeah. It just presents information. Because some of it anecdotal, some of it not. Yeah. And towards the end of this documentary, I still was like, is he really that evil? I mean, I'm pretty, I, I'm leaning towards evil. He used his powers for evil. Okay. Period. That's the wrong word. Um, is he really that psycho? I guess is what I sh- should have used. Yeah, and that's he killed people with No, knives. we're going to talk about that on the <laughs> next episode because I don't think he's a psychopath at all. You might. And okay. you might see later on that he might not be that crazy. I think I'm probably going to disagree with you, but we'll see. Anyways. I will have to watch those episodes to determine that. That being said, please check us out on CastBox SoundCloud, which is our major 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 platform platform um apple podcast and of course you can go over to patreon and get access to all of our bonus episodes for as low as a dollar a month and then you help the fucking show show you help us pre pretty much continue uh, present was not the right word i was trying to stop myself from saying it sorry you help us continue making really cool content quality content um, because this show's not free. Nope. It's not free for us. They're not. We pay every month to have uh, an engine that literally Present. holds our content. Yeah, and something that I think we would like to do uh, when we've got more patrons is have like merch and stuff. But whether we get Patreon members or not, I think we're going to go towards merch aspect as well shirts hats things like that because there are a lot of people out there that are listening to this show that i'd never even expected that is true i get people coming up to me at work in my non-work atmosphere saying they like the show and i'm like you listen i didn't i didn't expect you out of all people to be listening you're like i thought we had like one basement dweller listening to us (laughs) 43 times a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, on the next episode of the regular show, we are going to be talking about the Unabomber. Again, and part two. His first actual confirmed death. Mm-hmm. And thus that follows up to his trial and incarceration. And who knows what else we'll talk about. Will we run into more domestic disturbances? I sure hope not. Will we get all of our te- teeth knocked out at a hockey game tomorrow night? You never know. We will just have to find out. That's very true. And on our Patreon episode, we are going to be talking about demons. 
And I don't know why that's the sound that demons make. <laughs> go watch the nun, which is we have both seen before, but we're really gonna analyze it this time, and we're gonna talk about demons and the nun. So you have a great night. Bye bye, everybody. Thank you.